Welcome to another episode of the Bandage Podcast, a weekly wrap-up of the most trending healthcare news. Each week, we'll discuss the latest in healthcare, health IT, and compliance. This week's episode, we discuss risks of cancer diagnosis tools, a mobile health unit during tornado aftermath, and a soup recall. Let's wrap things up. This is episode 117 for the week of December 27th. I'm Matt Moneypenny. And I'm Albert Battistelli. And we apologize for the audio quality, but we're remote this week because it's a special week. But, you know, on with the show. The show must go on. <laughs> Before we get started, our diagnosis code of the week is Z77.120. Contact with and parentheses suspected exposure to mold parentheses toxic. And there we go. This must have a lot to do with house mold black mold. yeah that's what i was thinking like mold that i don't know like maybe mold that appears like above like your cabinets or your shower well mm-hmm. i don't know the mold becomes shows up above your shower sometimes that's toxic i feel like all mold is kind of toxic right i don't know well i googled toxic mold and there's six types according to this wow website, you know wow it's probably all has to do with too much moisture in your house but i think it just depends on how much it builds up Right. Dry up, folks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they all have really in, insane uh, names. The only one that I know how to say on this list is penicillin. Oh, so nice. it must be uh, toxic when it's not in medical form. But, uh-huh. you know, I don't know. I'm not a doctor. Yeah. All right. With that, let's get into the news. First up, we have the diagnosis is it might be cancer. A study from the University of Pittsburgh researchers found that cyber attacks using falsified medical images could fool diagnostic artificial intelligence models. The study shed light on the concept of adversarial attacks in which bad actors alter images or other data to make AI models draw false conclusions. The researchers began training a deep learning algorithm that was able to identify cancerous and benign cases with more than 80% accuracy. Then the researchers created a Generative Adversarial Network, a computer program that generates false images by misplacing cancerous regions from negative or positive images to confuse the model. The AI model was fooled by 69.1% of falsified images. Of the 44 positive images made to look negative, the model identified 42 as negative. Of the 319 negative images made to look positive, the AI model classified 209 as positive. Attacks like this could be harmful to patients if they lead to incorrect cancer diagnosis. The researchers are now exploring adversarial training for the AI model, which would involve pre-generating adversarial images and teaching the model that the images were falsified. Interesting. It's like a new type of cyber attack. I mean, obviously, they're trying to figure out how to diagnose cancer with AI, which could be cool. Right. Or just like problematic, but go on. Yeah, yeah, you know, it could be problematic. Anytime you're like too much on AI. Yeah, true. Because I mean, imagine futuristic cyber attacks are just misdiagnosis of of diseases. Right. Imagine imagine getting a false positive and having to go through chemotherapy and you never had cancer to begin with. That would be terrible. That would be awful. I mean, chemotherapy, if you have cancer, is terrible, but if it's not even doing anything, geez. Wreck your body. No way. Also, what are the advantages there? Like, who, like, is it just like, I guess it would just be like, just for terrorism? Like, I don't know why, like, what what money are you making? Like, the, like hacking to something like that or altering anything like that? Like, 
Because maybe you could, like, threaten, you could, like, hold hostage like a medical organization and be like, hey, I'm going to alter your stuff if you don't pay me money or whatever. True. You'll never know which ones are altered and which ones aren't unless you pay me money and I'll reveal. Yeah. No, I mean, that's true. Unless you're trying to do it with, like, someone who's, like, a a politician or a famous person. Right. I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. But, like, you know, if someone does that to me, I'll be, like, I'll be mad, but I'm not going to be, like, my life is ruined. Right. Like, oh, I just got a false positive. Interesting. Very. All right. Next up, wheeling in to help a health clinic. Baptist Health Hardens Wellness on Wheels is lending a helping hand to Baptist Health Deaconess Madisonville following the loss of the clinic during the tornado in western Kentucky on December 11th. The team members set up a tent and mobile health unit so that the clinic staff can see patients. The mobile unit will stay in place until the clinic is rebuilt. In the first week, the staff has seen more than 40 patients. We're seeing patients come in with minor injuries from the tornado, including puncture wounds. The Kentucky tornado was crazy. The tornadoes were crazy. And it was at night. Which yeah, is, which like, is shocking because nightmare. nobody had time to prepare. And I don't think I don't think they had the tornado sirens going off in some areas. Yeah. I don't think that they realized that there was a tornado. It happened so fast. Yeah, that was it was insane. So, you know, yeah. anytime that there's any kind of natural disaster, of course, there's going to be communities banding together to help each other, which is always good. A little silver yep. lining. Yeah. Um, you know, but it's also like you could say natural disasters bring people together. So it's also like uh, maybe that's not that great. Right. right. <laughs> it, it is nice that they have resources to be able to have like a mobile um, health clinic to help people. That that seems good, but it's just Agreed. a sad story all around. I don't know. I mean, what was the death toll up to? I think it was like yeah, 77. Some, something like that. Yeah, that's tough. That's great. Right now. It is sad. Next up, serving up common allergens. The U.S. Department of Agriculture's Food Safety and Inspection Service issued a public health alert for a popular frozen Trader Joe's soup. Trader Ming's chicken and vegetable wonton soup may actually contain shrimp, a known allergen, and pork, both of which are not declared on the product label. A formal recall has not been made because the product should no longer be available for purchase. The issue was discovered when Fortune Avenue Foods, the producer of the soup, received a consumer complaint that shrimp and pork were in the product labeled as chicken and vegetable wonton soup. There are currently no confirmed reports of adverse reaction, but FSIS is concerned that some products may be in consumers' freezers. Consumers with food allergies to the product should throw it away and return it to the place of purchase. Interesting so, story. So nobody's been hurt to... or affected by it, but yeah. just in case. Yeah, they, they should change it to Trader Ming's surprise wonton soup yeah there we go that's a marketing switch for you you can just see slap a new label on there and whether or not it's chicken or vegetable who cares you just say hey this may contain chicken this may contain pork this may contain shrimp we don't know it's a surprise we don't know it's not vegetarian we that's not a surprise (laughs) yeah it's like a it's like a wonder ball like one of those chocolate balls yes what wonder 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 well yeah i remember that they also or like white skittles where you just like take a risk everyone you eat you're like this skittle could be yellow and you eat it and you're like yep it was yellow but i didn't know <laughs> yeah so i don't know if you can legally do that but there's a good creative idea to spin the uh trader ming's chicken and vegetable wonton soup gate mm. 
They also, while you're at it, might want to reconsider Crater Ming. Yeah, I feel like that's a little... Uh... Maybe a little outdated now. Maybe yeah, it's a little. Uh, Depending on know, who runs the not, company, it's not politically correct. But you know, you well, do whatever you need to do. Right, right. With us going to our next segment, B R E A C H Breach Patrol. It's a breach. All of the latest cybersecurity breaches. Welcome to Breach Patrol. We talk about the latest breaches all across the world. First up. Apocalyptic software risk. On December 9th, a computer bug in a hugely popular piece of computer code called Log4J started rippling around the cybersecurity community. Log4J is a chunk of code that helps software applications keep track of past activities. The cybersecurity community realized that by simply asking the program to log a line of malicious code, it would execute that code in the process, effectively letting bad actors grab control of servers that are running Log4J. The security director of the U.S. Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency said that this is the most serious vulnerability she's seen in her decades-long career. Cloud storing companies such as Google, Amazon, and Microsoft are affected, as well as giant software sellers like IBM, Oracle, and Salesforce. Devices that connect to the internet, such as TVs and security cameras, are at risk. Even NASA's Ingenuity helicopter on Mars uses it. So lock that down. Like, let's not let that happen. Uh, Log4J affected pretty much everybody because I believe it's Apache. Yeah. And, and it's a very popular language. And everything from AWS, which was a huge one because pretty much every company runs on AWS these days. Yeah. Um, from like Minecraft to like B2B companies to, uh, I mean, everything. And basically what, could ha- what happened was is like, with this, there was like a, a, a URL that was leaked and on that URL, anybody could visit it and they could pretty much find any password to any website. Wow. So it was probably the biggest, like that person said, that cybersecurity expert said, the, the biggest cybersecurity issue ever just because yeah. of how much uh, information could have been leaked and, and given to at a, a certain time but right you know if you have ta- two-factor authentication that's good yeah um for something like this but it's also like i guess we got to all go through our passwords and change them now because of this thing yeah but it would be interesting to see if someone hacked into mars's helicopter <laughs> nasa's ingenuity helicopter on mars that would be they interesting see if they just they just took it for a joyride around mars and they're like, hey, let's check this out. Let's like mess around and see what we can find. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a hacker field trip. Next up, hackers dancing over data breach. Ubisoft announced a data breach after unknown actors targeted its popular video game franchise, Just Dance. Customer information may have been accessed after hackers took advantage of a misconfiguration to steal data. Ubisoft said that the breach was limited to technical identifiers, including gamer tags, profile IDs, and device IDs. It also impacted recordings of Just Dance videos that were uploaded to be shared publicly with the in-game community and or social media profiles. The misconfiguration was quickly fixed, but hackers could have accessed and copied some personal player data. The investigation shows that no account information was compromised. All users are advertised to reset their password and to use two-factor authentication. Well, that would be really, really embarrassing if you had this video of yourself dancing in your living room to Just Dance and someone hacked, like hacked in and then just like posted it for everyone to see though it sounded like it was publicly shared anyway but still 
Yeah, but also my thing is like I'd be like, take my gamer tag, but do not have this video of me dancing alone yeah, in my living room. Take, you can you can take my gamer tag, but don't take a video of dancing. Right. <laughs> I'm fine. I think it's funny that it said that, you know, it doesn't seem like anybody was affected by this. It's probably because just dance I didn't even know was a thing anymore. Right. Does people still play that? Yeah. It was big like when the Wii was a big thing. And right. now that was like eight years ago. Right. So no one was affected because no one plays the game anymore. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Ultimate Kronos Group faces the ultimate hack. Ultimate Kronos Group, one of the largest human resource companies, experienced a ransomware attack that's impacting payroll systems. After noticing unusual activity, Kronos noted that its systems were down and might remain that way for several weeks. Kronos has a long list of notable customers, including the city of Cleveland, New York's Metropolitan Transportation Authority, Tesla, MGM Resorts International, and many hospitals across the country. News of the incident came after a security flaw in a widely used software across the internet, Log4j, was made public, which opened the door in many company systems. Some employers have to make contingency plans so that they can pay workers, such as writing paper checks. Impacted employees haven't been able to access payroll systems. The ransomware attack impacts Kronos Private Cloud Solutions, a data storing entity for several of the company's services, including UKG Workforce Central, which is used by employees to track hours and schedule shifts. So Kronos, everybody knows it. We all love it. I'm just kidding. Sure. Anytime there's an HR so solution, no one likes it, but... That's essentially what it is, and it was affected. Added to the list of affected organizations from the Log4j. Right, I was going to say, here's Log4j, back again. Back again, coming at you. We're going to have a story about Log4j for the foreseeable future, probably. Uh, <laughs> One every week. Yeah, pretty much, just because it's going to be, hey, this big company got affected by it, and this is how they were affected by it, and this yep. one did too. So look yep. forward to that. Um, you know, <laughs> I don't know what you can do in this in this regard because that just means that someone probably has could potentially have everything that's that's stored on Kronos, which I'm assuming is, I mean, obviously payroll information, but where you right. live and then maybe even social security number. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe on the, maybe on the admin side, it's stored, but not on the user side, but either way, change your passwords, I guess. Right. Be safe oh, folks. Yeah. Come on. Common sense maneuvers, common sense maneuvers. And that's it for this week's wrap-up of your weekly healthcare news. I'm Matt Moneypenny. And I'm Albert Battistelli. And we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Bandage Podcast produced by eTactics.